Welcome to your natal chart reading, Oliver, and thank you for even signing up to get one done. A lot of people may or may not have had this experience, but it's very insightful, and I invite you to take notes. But again, thank you for even reaching out and entrusting me to create this space so that we can get more solutions and actually just talk about who you are on a deeper level and why you do the things that you do. So thank you for that so that we can create this space. Um, next, I want to give you a history of natal charts, a brief history of where we get this study from and why it's important. The best way I break it down for people is the study of our psychology as we know it. It actually comes from the study of the universe. So when we talk about personality types and even temperaments, if you go back in even the early medieval period when they were studying psychology, they had four quadrants of temperaments, and it was called sanguine, choleric, phlegmatic, and melancholy. You can go look that up. But those four temperaments are actually based on the four elements of fire, earth, water, and air. And so when we're talking about who we are and when we're talking about our temperaments, we're actually essentially talking about the way those elements of nature show up inside of us. So you know, to be honest, they haven't given us a real study of the forecast and our weather and our world and universe. As far as the forecast goes, we just think that it's the study of when it's going to rain, when it's going to snow, when it's going to be cold or hot, but it's not. Everything in the sky, even including the sun, the moon, and even the stars and constellations, they have a lot to do with us. So when we look at someone's natal chart, we're essentially looking at the pattern and the planetary alignment at the time that they were born, okay? So that does give you a certain aspect. We are affected by these things, and so we're going to go deeper into looking at what exactly makes up Oliver from the sun, the moon, the stars, and all of the natural, natural elements that we find in the universe. Um, the next thing that we're going to do while we're doing that is I'm going to lay out something called the fundamental pillars of your personality type. That's what we're going to start with. And that's your sun, moon, and rising sign, okay? And so that is really a good look. It gives us a profile of who we are, what we've come to do, even our gifts, our strengths, and our weaknesses. So this type of look is super important, and it's very helpful, and it helps people to get a better understanding of what they're supposed to be doing here and what their divine role is. And we're going to talk about about that too. Um, then we're going to talk about some other positions in your chart that have a lot to do with what you need and how you show up in relationships. Okay, and then we're going to talk about your future, what you need to do to get on your path to destiny and even have a brighter, more luckier, abundant future. So it's a lot we have to talk about. And so I invite you to take notes. Okay, so let's get right down into it, Mr. February. And we're going to talk about what that means when you're born in the month of February. So first, let's talk about what that means. Your birthday is in February, and that gives you the element. We're not going to start with the sign just yet, but the element that it gives you is the air element. And so when you're born in February with the air element, it's cool because I get to read a Aquarius. It's been a while since I've read an Aquarius. I always, uh, I've always liked Geminis of the air signs. I'm not going to even lie. They've been my favorite of the air signs. But when it comes to air signs, let's talk about the traits that that gives you. So when someone's in February, I already know, okay, they're smart as hell because what is 
air mean? Air represents brain. Air represents movement. And when you talk about the symbol of Aquarius itself, this is a sign that's ruled by the planet Uranus. So Uranus is a planet of radical movement, electricity, and even innovation. So people that are born in February, I've always told people these are duplicitous people if you know Gemini's I tell people Gemini's have about 21 people inside of them Aquarians have about 19 people inside of them and Libras have about 14 and I call Aquarians fat-free Gemini's but even still they have those traits of the brain and when you think about the planet Uranus and you being born under that and um, that aspect these are people that are out of the box if you want some out there ideas if you want to do something that no one's done before if you want to be off the wall even or even move fast and duplicitous get you some air signs because these people can switch up fast and when it comes to figuring anything out lord have mercy give me an aquarium please help me figure something out because that's not my strong suit all the time um logic and uh and here's another thing that comes with that logic is that it can it can present or be perceived to have a lack of emotion. So people that have an air element, they can be detached, especially Aquarius. Lord, and this is the reason I ran from Aquarian men. I was like, oh, February? Oh, hell nah. You're going to fuck me good and won't even return my phone calls and we can't even find you. Poof, poof, where'd he go? Houdini. Air signs can do that. They can disappear on your ass for real. And they can keep it moving. They're very resilient. And they can get a bad rep for being detached. Okay, and you're the first of February, too, so I can only imagine you coming right off of January. You know, those are not your ooey-gooey emotional signs. Those are the signs that you go to for solutions to figure things out. Okay, so that's, that's what that tells me immediately when someone's born in February. The other part about February, too, is that these are, when I say the channels of communication, they represent the wires inside of a computer. If you opened a computer, that's really what it's like to have an air element. It's so many different wires, so many different channels of connectivity. So when you look at Aquarius, what that also looks like in their life is that these are the humanitarians. These are the people that are about networks connecting people. Um, friendships, things like that. They are the people that will help the world. If you've ever heard of um, that song, this is the age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius from the um, show Hair. They were talking about the consciousness of the collective. They were talking about the consciousness of community, the consciousness about love, the consciousness about people. And so that's what Aquarian represents, the channels of communication and connectivity and brain ability. So when you're in February, you're there. You can move fast, keep it moving. People are like, does he even care? Do you care? I'm crying. Well, I mean, what's the problem? That's the Aquarian person. They not for all them tears and stuff like that. Either either man or woman Aquarius, same thing. Um, that's air for you. That's a very, I think it's a good trait to have because when we have such an emotional world, we have emotional people, we need somebody that's going to be um, logical and can think. Now, with you though, Oliver, what's interesting is that when I look at your moon sign, that tells me more things. So let's go into that. Keep in mind everything I said about your sun sign, okay? So 
the moon sign, this is going to be another part of the pillar, the foundation and fundamental pillar of your personality type is your moon sign. When you look at the word moon or even the words derived from moon, lunar, L-U-N-A-R, lunatic, um, those words are actually derived from the moon and they tell us who we are and they explain the psychological aspect of life. So when you look at the moon sign of someone, you're looking at who they are in their heart, really, even in their emotional, their seat of their emotional. So when I tell people about my Pisces moon, yes, I'm a Sag, but boy, that Pisces moon is just as important because that's the other energy running the show. So when you look at your moon sign, this is the other person inside of you, regardless if you've acknowledged it or not. Okay, and it'll be very insightful and it'll probably help you understand yourself on a deeper level beyond being an Aquarius, okay, and what those dominant traits are of Aquarian. Now we've got another identical twin inside of you that's running the show in your moon sign, in your emotions, and what that looks like is in the sign of, drum roll please, in Pisces. So welcome to the club. You have a Pisces moon like me. This is kind of nice because I feel like I can talk to you now. Oh, Pisces moon is so fascinating. I love when people have Pisces moons or water moons because what that says is that this is a person that is sensitive. This is a person. Think about all the qualities of Pisces. If you don't, some of the qualities that you may or may not know of is they are very perceptive. These are the healers, the counselors, the people that can be very artistic, very artistic. They have a very vast um, range of creativity. They feel things. They can sense things. And they are helpers. They're also counselors, as I said, but they're helpers. Um, and they like to give, but they, they're very touchy. It can, you know, it's, it's very, very, um, it can be temperamental. Yeah, if we're being quite honest. And so, and I'm like, oh, shoot. We got February Aquarius plus some emotion and sensitivity and intuitive ability there. And it's a psychic ability, too, that comes with water elements. As we talked about, the air elements has the brain, the figure it out nature and the um, pragmatism and logic. The water gives us the spirit. The water gives us the intuition and the empathy. So in your heart, there is a softy there. You're not an asshole, even though on the surface you may seem like it. But that Pisces moon, you you about like me. <laughs> You're about like me. And you can feel people. Um, and I would even imagine that that would make you a very good friend to, you know, somebody, Aquarians. Aquarians love to laugh, too. They're so funny. Oh, my God. They have a great sense of humor. So someone that's an Aquarian with a Pisces moon, this is somebody that can laugh and can make you laugh on a deep level. And they probably know what will make you laugh. Um, and they can connect with you. So that's probably a very good friend. Aquarians make damn good friends, by the way. Um, very, very, very good friends. They going to make sure they got you. They got a little bit too much going on. I give people this example, too. All the Aquarian friends I've had, because they are helpers, honey, and they doing everything, doing it all, doing it all, doing it all, over, 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 over again, helping everybody. Go here, go here. Um, if me and my homegirl as Aquarius going out, she got a lot of stuff to do before we go hit the lounge, right? I got to go pick up this. I got to go pick up this person. I got to go get the person from the airport. Okay, I got to go drop this off. You know, it's a lot going on. You know, they can have a whole bunch of people in their car, Aquarians. They can be helping a bunch of people. But I've learned to shut my mouth about that because I've been one of them people in the car that they was coming to help. 
So Aquarius, yes, they have a lot going on, but in their nature, they are helping you out. So a Pisces moon with that is probably a very, very kind hearted person and it will probably give uh, a lot um, even on a compassionate level, probably more than they need to give, but they will definitely do it. Let's go into another aspect um, of your fundamental pillars of your personality type. So we talked about your sun sign of Aquarius. We talked about that delicious, juicy water moon of Pisces. You in a club with me. And now we're going to talk about the other aspect, which is your rising sign. So it's the other twins. So you kind of got the twins going on. You've got Aquarius, you know, you got Pisces and the other twin you have inside of you that's running the show just as much as the Aquarian, just as much as the Pisces aspect. Guess who else is inside of you? The rising sign is in Cancer. Ooh. So, honey, listen. We already talked about your water sign, moon position of Pisces. Now we've got the position of Cancer in your rising. So, if we talk about what the traits of Cancer are, let's talk about the element first. And then we'll talk about what that means and how that shows up in you. So cancer, the traits that come with cancer are, it's again, the same as water of Pisces because it's another water sign. Your water signs are cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. So you've already got two of the three water signs happening right now. So the second one that you have is cancer. So cancer is the other perceptive person. It's very intuitive and emotional. They're psychic. Um, the water represents the unseen realm. Okay, it represents our dreams. It represents the psyche. And so when you're ruled by Cancer too, it's ruled by the moon itself. So when I told you Aquarius was um, ruled by the planet Uranus, um, and Pisces is actually ruled by the planet Neptune, Cancer is ruled by the moon itself. Okay, so it's that's that's deep. When somebody's born in July, I'd be like, oh lord, they are ruled by the moon. July people, Cancer people, Cancer aspects. This is a very very highly sensitive, highly volatile um, aspect. It don't mean you crazy, no. But let's talk about what that means though, because even though we have that Pisces moon and it's so great and it's creative and all of that, we have to also talk about the the not so great. Um, parts that come with that so to be fair okay so just like i said the pisces moon is there pisces can be too volatile too sensitive they can look at themselves as victims and they can feel sorry for themselves they can go inside their shell the same with cancer rising so yes you're in your rising sign this means that this is who you're ascending to this is the other energy running the show that's the best way to look at that um cancer it is it lives inside their head but they're highly creative highly psychic and they're like a human walking light a walking human light detector that's what that tells me too you have two positions of water so we've got a rising in cancer sun in aquarius moon in pisces so now what i'm gonna do is draw a box out to the side of this and what we're going to do is call your element stack of cards and what that's going to do is create like a profile of who you are if i was writing Writing a movie or doing a script this would be your role that you would fulfill this is your divine role that you've incarnated into this earth with this is your motivation if like I said if I was a playwright or a screenwriter and I was doing a movie this would be who you are so what I'm gonna do is write out a box I'm gonna draw a box and inside the box I'm gonna 
draw two lines. On the first line, I'm going to write your rising sign and the elements. And on, on the rest of them, we're going to do the same. So Cancer is your rising. On the side of that, I'll write water. Aquarius is your sun. On the side of that, I'll write air. And Pisces is your moon. And on the side of that, I'm going to write water. So we have water, air, water. So when we have these aspects of water, air, water, let's take it from the top to bottom and talk about who this character is that you really are and what you're supposed to be doing, what your actual gifts are, regardless of who you think you are, where you went to school, your degree, all that stuff. So I'm going to take it from the top with the element of cancer and the element of water. Cancer, as I said, they're psychic, okay, and they're healers. Water is a healer. Um, and nurturer, oh my God, they're so nurturing. Cancer is represented by the breast, the mother. Aquarian, oh boy, so many wonderful things about that. Communicator, connector, um, and humanitarian. We got to put that on the side. Underneath that, Pisces, um, oh wow, I'll even put counselor. Um, I'm not going to put humanitarian again, but we'll also put empath. And we'll put creator. Because they're highly creative people. So when we put all of those together, your role <clears throat> is the psychic healer and nurturer who communicates, connects humanity. That's an empathic counselor who creates. So that's actually who you are. Okay? So I'll go over that again. It's the psychic healer and nurturer. A divine communicator that connects humanity because we have communicator, connector, humanity, humanitarian for Aquarian, okay? And this is the counselor of Pisces, empath, and creator of Pisces. All the elements that you can, and all the traits that you can think of that come with each element is actually who you are. I just broke it down into three descriptive words for each element. There are so many more, um, but those are the three descriptive words that jump out at me is... Um, Psychic healer, nurturer, communicator, connector of humanity, counselor, empath, creator. That is you. That is you, okay? Um, and so the way that shows up is however it shows up. But we're going to talk about that a little bit more. So let's go into two more positions that are extremely important. Um, and it's your Mercury and it's also your Venus position. So Mercury is the planet that represents how we communicate and how we receive information. So your Mercury position is actually in Pisces again, okay? Remember you had a moon in Pisces, now you have a Mercury in Pisces. So the way you receive and the way you communicate is, is very much like it's Piscean, which means um, you can even be a storyteller. Oh, God, why didn't I mention this? Aquarians are so good. I talked about the communicating part, but they are. I would put them on the radio any day. I say put Aquarians and Libras on the radio, put them in communication, and put them in media. They're very good with that. And so in your Mercury, it says it's Pisces. This says that you cre you are a creative talker. You know, you, you know how to connect. You connect on a deep level. And the way you receive information, it, it may not be like everybody else, like, People can maybe receive it from a, a brain head level, but you actually have the ability to receive the, the, the hidden messages even, you know, and those psychic messages and, and to be sensual even in your communication. Okay, so that's what that also means to somebody that has a deeper insight into what's happening and they can express that and they're able to be personable. 
that's what that says, your Mercury in Pisces. Now, your Venus position is who you are in relationships and what you need in relationships and how you show up in relationships. Um, when I looked at my Venus position, it was too on point because when I saw it, I saw that I was like this since I was nine years old. And you and I both have the same Venus position. I love when people have certain positions that are identical to mine because it's like, you know, we're, we're trying on the same shoe. We, we wear the same clothes. I know what you like. So I love that. So our Venus position, um, as I said, is who we are in relationships, what we need in relationships. And my Venus position, I saw when I was nine years old, okay, when I made a... a organization with my friend called the Christian Posse. You know, it was um, charity for the homeless and all this stuff, but it was project oriented and we were working, doing something together. So that means your Venus is in Capricorn. Now, when your Venus, the position of love and relationships is in Capricorn, Capricorn, let's talk about what that means to be in that Capricorn aspect. Now, in your relationships, this means for us, honey, we're practical. What are we doing? We're working on something always working on something um and how can we make things um how can we get the job done right how can we make the dream come true uh and even our most ideal relationships are partnerships that's also what that means very important child i promise you if we if we hanging out we're not just doing nothing you can't just be our friend and we just not productive Oof. no 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 that is just not the way that is. So when you look at that, think about this is how you show up in your relationships. You're very practical, practical as hell. And you don't want to know what we're doing. And you're actually ready to do it, which is great with an Aquarian because we know they're always going and doing something. So that's wonderful. That's a very good profile I'm getting from you already. So now what I'm going to do before I go into um, another aspect I'm going to actually break down your top fours, okay? So your top four held to the yes, yes, yeses, and your top four held to the no, no, no's, okay? And so when I tell you about your your top four people that are compatible, this doesn't mean they're horrible people or bad people out there. It just means that it's certain elements um, that are more harmonious with us. Okay, and so that's just something to just look at. It doesn't mean people are bad or anything like that, but there are certain elements that are more harmonious than others. So firstly, when I look at Aquarian, um, I, there are some ones that are very, very good. So the first one that I think about with Aquarian um, are other air signs and fire signs. So air and fire are very harmonious elements for air. Okay, you fuel our flame. We get along great when it comes to that, how the elements operate. So the first element I have for you is, drum roll, Gemini. I don't know if you remember the uh, album with Outkast called Aquemini, Big Boy, Dre 3000. They, that was speaking of the aspect of Aquarius and Gemini. Aquarius and Gemini is about a 90% compatibility. They always find themselves together. I know a lot of husband and wife combos that's Aquemini's, Aquarius, and Gemini. It's like y'all just get it. Like it's a beautiful kismet, you know, special connection there with those two elements. Like they just get it. They doing something. They going um, that's a fun household, you know what I mean? So Gemini is the number one I have for you for a month, so that's June. Um, and another month I have 
is hold on really quick and let's see April okay well okay oh and I'll put that one there too the second one I have for you the first month that's harmonious was June as I said um, the second one I have is October and the reason why October is really good because that's Libra Libra is another air sign and they get you they don't move quite as fast or crazy on the um, surface. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some of my water. They don't move as fast on the surface, but they they understand that ability to, to have many channels of connectivity. And they're geniuses. Let me just be honest. It's a genius element of air. I didn't want you to think I'm just blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not. It actually is a genius element um, because when you have that type of brain ability and fast movability and brain function, that's that really is a genius percentile. But anyway, Gemini is number one. Libra was number two. June, October, number three is August. August is a very compatible month for you because it's fire. OK, and typically and historically, cosmically speaking, they've always said Leo and Aquarians um, are highly compatible and I can actually see why the Leo um, is somebody that doesn't mind being grand doing big things having the best things in life having fun you know and being abundant and Aquarians you know they down they so down with it they so okay with whatever it is and so they find their way to each other but again think of it as the Queen Leo you know the queenly royal energy of Leo and the humanitarian of, of Aquarius so when they come together it actually really makes a great pair because they all end up giving to the people it's all about it's a great social life like this would be a couple that would have some bomb ass parties like the drinks gonna be hitting the food gonna be hitting don't nobody want to leave and you don't even have to leave because you know Aquarian don't even want to stop the party Leo definitely not gonna stop the party they like we just ordered another pizza we got some old food coming you know that's that's the way they kind of connect same with Gemini same with Libra June October August the other month that rocks with you like that is um I put December down, and that's me. Now, they say that we do good. I just never got into the Aquarian pool. But on paper, yes, they are very, very um, compatible because, again, it's the fire and air relationship dynamic because you fuel our flame. And um, Aquarians, they're, they, you know, like they're creative as shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're not scared to move. Oh, God, that's why I love them so much. That's why I love them. They're like, okay, baby, what are we doing? Okay, yep, mm hmm they, they just doing a lot. And actually, for people that are big thinkers and people that have big visions, it's very harmonious for us to have somebody to figure out the intricacies, the details, the logic lord of it all. Because I know if I had me an Aquarian man... Oh, girl, I, ooh, I mean, I'm not even to say girl. You know, we had a bad habit of doing that nowadays, said girl to grown-ass men. But if I had an Aquarian man, it would be the same way. He would be helping with everything, doing this, saying, yeah, baby, let's do it. In fact, when I had an, um, a Gemini, my ex-husband was a Gemini. He was an air sign. And I always give the uh, example of if I tell an air sign I want to move to Hawaii, they like, all right, baby, let's make it happen. They're figuring it out. So that's why we, you know, they are saying that we could go well together as well. December, 
um, and February, okay? So we do like each other. Aquarians really like Sagges. So let's talk about the the flavors that you don't like as much. That may not be as harmonious as you, but it doesn't mean that they're bad people, okay? Um, and again, if you see anybody in these months, don't run away from them. It just means that it may be a little bit more difficult to understand them, okay? Um, let's go to the hell to the no, no, no. Immediately, immediately for you being air, your hell to the no, no energies that are less harmonious are earth and water, okay? It's like oil and water, damn near. Because you, you kind of want to stay with the same elements. Not You don't have to, okay? No, you don't have to because it does depend on a lot of other aspects in your chart. That Now, that's something real. Um, and we'll talk about that too. But, yes, on the surface, water and air, it just makes a hurricane. So, it's not as harmonious of an element dynamic. So, the first month, that's the hell to the no, no, no. You should run, delete the number, say, no, ma'am, thank you, but I appreciate it. It's November. Okay, November. Why do I say November? Now, I don't have to keep saying it don't mean y'all can't work out. It just means that these are going to be the things that come up that may be a challenge. The natural element in nature of air is to be on the go, is to move about, is to have, it's duplicitous, okay? Now, Scorpio is a stayer. They're more a grounded energy, all right? And they're more harmonious with Earth, actually, for that reason. They don't like all that moving around you're doing. They don't like that duplicity that throws them off. And when someone's air that's duplicitous and can be many places, and the, oh God, humanitarian is, is spreading the love. Scorpio, like, why are you spreading it with everybody? You need to keep that love in house. Like, so that doesn't work typically. Those personality types that you'll find people in November, people in February, they're going to have that. Um, going on, you know, people in February have many things going on. It doesn't mean that you don't like stability. Your your energy's different. And again, for November, they think that you're doing too much. So we need to kind of go with elements that accept the way we are right immediately, right? You know what I mean? That we don't have to change for things like that. That is just what you do, how you are, is a natural benefit and complement to them. And those are the type of um, compatible examples that I look for and the compatible pairs that you want to um you know keep in mind that you can create for yourself so the first one was november that's a hell to the no 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 immediately um the sex may be good i don't know i, I honestly think scorpio sex is a tiny bit overrated a just a tiny bit but we ain't getting into that right now the second one is <laughs> is July. That's a month that is definitely going to like see how you move as a little bit of an intimidation. They, like they may be intimidated by all of that because again, July is ruled by the moon itself. These women are emotional as hell. They emotions all over the place. Aquarians do not do emotions like that. They you probably are a little bit more <clears throat> you're probably a little bit more understanding because you have a Pisces moon and a Cancer rising. Thank God. You're probably the most um, sensitive and understanding and 
sensual. I know men hate when I use the word sensitive, but I'll put it like this, empathic. Y'all prefer empathic and insightful. Women don't mind when I say sensitive. Women can't, you know, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's, you're probably a very more insightful and, um, you know, uh, sensual Aquarian because most of them are just cutthroat. They like, look, don't come with them tears. I don't have time for it. You know, but you may be a little bit more understanding, but still, July is just going to be doing way too much with her emotions. They're very jealous. Um, that's a natural predisposition to jealousy and being controlling, especially November and, as I said, July. The next one is highly emotional and temperamental is March. The, the pussy may be good. The sex may be amazing. But, girl, I mean, but, dude, it's going to be a wild ride of emotions. She may want to do everything. That may be fun for you. I don't know. But as I said, for February and March, they move a little differently. And y'all may just be all over the place. You know what I mean? You may have a little bit fun. And you do have a Pisces moon. So, you you know, you may feel her a little bit. Um, the other one, that's a hell to the no, no, no that, I, uh, that comes up for me, for you, is May and September. And I know I said I would give you four, but I'm just kind of giving you a, a, another extra one so may is one that's hard it's earth may is an earth sign these are practical women not that you don't mind that but yeah it can come across a little boring oh god that's the best way to put it earth can be boring for air they not doing enough yes you're working but eh, it's just something about them you know they don't they don't really make you dig hard like that like you know they'll ride at that woman she's cool she's by your side she goes to work every day you know, but the duplicitous nature of February, you have to stimulate them emotionally. Why in the hell did I not mention that? If you cannot stimulate a February man, a man with an air sign, you can forget it. I be telling people, look, if you don't like to fuck, make them laugh, do business, do cool, fun shit, you can just go on all somewhere. So Virgos, they may not bring the excitement that you may like, all the time, but yeah, immediately I wouldn't put February with September at all. So you're held to the no, no, no's just to go back over that again. It's November, July, March, May, and September. I can see people now when they meet people like, hey, how you doing? What's your birthday? Oh, September 9th. Oh, okay, good to meet you. You ain't got to do that. But you know, when you look at people's chart on a more detailed level, you do find that there can be ways that you can find middle ground. Okay, so you don't have to cut anybody completely out, but those are definitely the ones where you may not like to taste as much, and it's an acquired taste. That's a better way to put it. Um, but the other ones, June, October, August, April, and December, I actually said December, um, those are sweet. You know what I mean? Like, you like those. You order that off the menu because that's just home. It feels good. You know how it tastes. You know you're going to be satisfied. Now, with November, July, March, and um, September and May, eh, okay, you know. You may have an acquired taste for it, okay? Now, let's go into an aspect that um, is very important for our lives. And I talked to you about this, and it was our future, okay? And so our future position is called our Jupiter position. So Jupiter is the planet that represents our luck. It represents our path to destiny, um, so to speak. So when I read this to you, I'm going to just first of all read it and you're going to get a link for this that you can read and refer to as much as you like um, later. So you'll get that as well. But first, just listen to it. And when you listen to it, think of it as just painting kind of a theme 
for how your life should and can look when you're your most lucky and abundant. And I'm going to tell you why this aspect in this position is very important is because maybe about a couple of years back, um, I was doing my work like this, doing a natal chart reading, getting ready for a session. And I just made the observation that, you know, I liked where I am. You know, I, I felt like I was doing what I was called to do. I just remembered that. And it just so happened that I looked at my Jupiter position and my Jupiter position was in Scorpio. And when I read into what Jupiter and Scorpio means, it told me things like I would be using shamanism, spirituality, even the occult. Um, and even metaphysics and sexuality as forms of healing. I was going to be helping. Um, Scorpio and Jupiter means you're helping people through strong transitions in life because you've gone through your own. Like It was like breaking it down. I was like, dang, this is exactly what I'm doing now. And I knew, I said, I need to read people's Jupiter position to them because that'll show them what they're supposed to be doing. It'll show you the way to your luck and your actual abundance and, as I said, your path to destiny, okay? So listen to this. Take it kind of lightly, um, and I'll tell you which places you need to kind of pay attention to, okay? And remember, I'm going to give you a link to this so you can refer to it yourself. Okay, so your Jupiter position is in Virgo, all right? And so Jupiter in Virgo is luckiest when they are honest, helpful, practical, orderly, and pay attention to all the details. They do well in service to others, nutrition, and health. Virgo Jupiter is a realist. They need to realize results, visualize results to feel motivated to go after them. They're not easily lured into scams. They don't like to take risk, but while they need direction, goals and strong plans, they appreciate the results at the end. Jupiter and Virgo likes a solid routine. It helps them feel productive and in harmony. They have high discriminating discipline and this Jupiter and Virgo can help others to refine their lives and live better. That's highlighted actually. They have a sense of grace. They're known for lending a hand when it's needed. They're good at analyzing problems and puzzles. Jupiter and Virgo is detail-oriented, which can slow them down on large projects. They're cautious, practical, and scientific. They may be rather cynical at times, and this is definitely the person you want in an emergency, however. Virgo and Jupiter prefers the simple life. Their values promote the basics of life, such as honesty and hard work. They make great progress sticking to their morals and values, and the fastest way to lose their good fortune is to take on way more than they can handle. Their perfectionist ways can hinder them as much as help them, and they can be overwhelmed if they're not careful. On the negative side, they may also become petty, overcritical, and irritable. They're talented. Pay attention. They're talented with literature, science, and technical skills, and these skills help expand Jupiter and Virgo's world and bring many opportunities. Their efficiency and focus can be difficult to get used to in some cases, but they love to research and make excellent librarians, and they appreciate education and all they can get. Now... Before you think too hard into that, it's painting a picture. When you know what Virgo stands for, it's about helping people. It says you're disciplined and discriminating. You can help others refine their lives and live better. That's something if I were you, I would zero in on that. Okay. And what I know of Virgos, the sign of Virgos, these are caretakers. Okay. They will take care of things. They're grounded because Virgo is an earth sign. So things that are about um, helping people live better lives, as it said, it even says service to others, nutrition, health. When you see these types of phrases come up, think of it as universe or spirit saying, go in that direction. 
Okay, so this is how you use this reading of your Jupiter to work for you. Even if you were or weren't doing these things, if you just read this, it's saying if you're gravitating in those areas, that's the area you should, that's the path and area you should keep going down. Okay, and that's where you need to be. That's where your destiny is. So everything that that said, even down to um, how it shows up with the nutrition, research, librarians, don't think too specific on that. Just think about the, the nature of Virgo itself. These are people that like order, systems, um, reliability. So let's say in your life right now, you ain't none of that. It's saying get like that. Okay, because that's where your luck is going to be. And that's actually a, a good piece of advice, especially for February. Because February we know has the brains, but the order is telling you to get the order and to use that order even for humanitarian um, things, you know, to help mankind. So I'm going to send that to you. And it's funny how these things kind of show up in our life. Your life will take on this form if you pay attention to that. OK, so that's your Jupiter position. And I, I felt like that was very, very helpful for me to get me on track. Okay, so when you look at all of these things and what it means to you, take a good look at who fits into that type of life. Who fits into that type of life? And we do a cross-reference of the compatibility and the energies. You know, when it's talking about helping people, um, helping people live better lives, lending a hand, um, things like that. Like, you have to start looking at other signs that could probably play well into this. I could see Leo doing that really well. Um, Gemini, Libra, December people, obviously. So the people in your life that it says you're, I, I actually said you're compatible with, think about how they play roles in that for you. I'm not sure if you're single, married, or whatever, but usually what I also do if a person is married um, or in a relationship, I like to kind of get that person's birthday so I can, or even if you're dating somebody, I really, it's so good to see um, what their chart is like. So if you have somebody that you're talking to, if your wife or partner or whatever, you know, if you want to get a deeper look at them, this is a really good time to get a cross-reference based on what we talked about today. I hope this was insightful for you, Oliver, because you seem like a very fascinating person. Like, I would invite you to the party. These are the signs that I invite to the party to get my party crunk. Everybody already knows this. I've said this a lot. Give me an Aquarius. No, give me a Gemini. Give me a Pisces. Give me a Leo. If a Gemini is not available, give me an Aquarian to start my party. I don't care what's going on. Do not give me a Virgo to start my party. That shit going to be lame. Uh, Aquarian is about that life. They're not trying to hold me back. They're not trying to judge what I do. Uh, they with it. If we need to go to a jazz lounge and then we need to go to a gospel concert, you know, and then we need to go to a, um, another type of genre of music. You know what I'm saying? Like they can do a lot of different things. Now, I don't know if you're trying to go to a gospel concert, but you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but yes, February people are like that. And don't feel bad when I say I ran from them because they just weren't as emotional as I wanted them to be. Like, can you feel me? Like, do you feel me crying? Do you understand? You know, um, but as I said, they are the friends to have. And it seems to me with the Pisces moon like you have and a cancer rising that you are highly um, intuitive and insightful and psychic. So take these readings of your energies literally. It don't matter who they told us we were. Their job, white supremacy, you know, this world we live in, their job ain't to tell us how great we are. 
It's just not. It's not to tell us what our divine gifts are. It's for us to come into this world, go to an indoctrinated school, be institutionalized so they can tell you what to do, tell you who you are and tell you where you need to work and tell you how you need to live your life. That is not the truth of who we are. I mean, your name, none of that. That's why I like to go to the true nature of people. This is our nature. When we when we die, what do they say? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? That's speaking to the earth, honey. We're made up of fire, water, earth, air. We even have electricity inside of us. So the study of that is actually who we are. Everything else outside of that is only a manifestation of what's inside already. So I hope that was very, very helpful for you. Think about your natal chart as an internal GPS and direction um, in life. It's a beautiful direction where you can see where you're supposed to go. You don't have to be confused. You can see what your gifts are, what you struggle with. Um, And if you have questions about this, usually, you know, during when I was breaking down your fundamental um, personality type. I actually like to ask people if they have questions, what's making sense to you? What's resonating for you? And give me feedback. I would love to hear your feedback from a brilliant Aquarian with a Pisces moon and a Cancer rising. You damn near a psychic, a wizard. It's like a wizard. I would even say a wizard, somebody that has the brain ability that can do many things and think many things. But when you have perception and brains, that, that, that motherfucker cold. I ain't gonna even lie. Like, I, you know, excuse my French. But you you could be the one. Like it's like Neo in the Matrix almost. It's very, very special. Um, and they are very prolific. People in February are highly prolific people. Erica Badu is a birthday in February. You know, um, Nina Simone is a February birthday. You know what I mean? And when you mix February with Pisces, it's like whoo wee. He on a whole he on a whole nother level. You know, so I, I think, you know, it's that ability where you could actually change the world. You could change your community around you in a very meaningful way. That's what those two aspects of water on top of you in your rising and in your moon. That's what that tells me. So I hope that made sense to you. Be sure to send me an email of um, the feedback, what made sense and all of that. And just thank you for allowing me to create this space. I almost don't want to stop talking to you. I think it's the pool of Aquarians because we know y'all can talk a cat off a fish truck. Y'all can talk, 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 talk all night. Go party all night, fuck all night, make money, eat, whatever we doing. That's the nature of Aquarians. So thank you so much, Aquarian. And I want you to have a fantastic, fantastic day.